You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hi, friend, and thank you for tuning in today for our new podcast. Today, I'm joined again for Therapy Thursday with my friend, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Hi, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy Happy 2022. Yes, thank you so much. And this is the third and final part of our series, which is finding beauty in death and grieving my friend Barbara. So I'm I'm ready um, to dive into today's conversation. Yeah, I think closure, maybe, yes. you know, and we we were talking about how um, when something ends, you know, you, you have to give it a little time for grieving, however much time that means for you. Right. And then... Um, you know, with every door that closes or with every ending, there's a new beginning, right? Absolutely. Yes. So we're in that stage, I think, you know, we've, you got closure. You started to tell me before we started recording about the funeral. How did it go? How was that all? Well, the funeral was just exactly how Barbara wanted it. I think it was beautiful. She had the choir from her daughter's school sing. She had um, myself and another close friend of hers speak. And I think it was God honoring. I think it honored Barbara and it celebrated. Barbara was a spunky, passionate, humble woman. And she was, she was perfectly imperfect and she celebrated her imperfection. She would always say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm glad that you like my tea. So uh, I think it was a beautiful service. And then jump ahead this weekend. 23rd was her 51st birthday. And her family hosted a beautiful service on Saturday for her, which had beautiful photos. It was just, it was very moving. The person who spoke was beautifully and eloquently shared about Barbara. He asked people like, say it out loud. What do you remember about her? And some of the things said were humble and loving and kind and funny and passionate. So it was, it was another God glorifying Barbara honoring moment and then sunday i decided i would just go and just go to the cemetery and have a few moments alone and when i turned the corner her mom was there with her aunt and and her goddaughter and i just thought okay and her mom just embraced me and we hugged and we cried and we sat together for about an hour in the cemetery just kind of hanging out and it was good it was hard good But when I left, I felt like, you know what, Barbara would be pleased that we've spent time with her family this week. Her sister, unfortunately, had COVID and couldn't go to the funeral. I mean, uh, to the service on on Saturday, which I'm sure was hard on her sister, who was so close to her. But her kids went and her family went and her nieces went. It was beautiful. It does sound so nice. How far apart was the service, the funeral service, to the the honoring thing that they did for her on her birthday. It was a good really? month apart, I'd say, yeah. That's so nice, you know, that, that just tells me that this family, whatever they went through for the um, the grieving part and, and the letting go and the, the acceptance and, you know, the, the ceremony of the funeral always helps. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I've never heard of anyone doing like a, an honoring of someone, you know, 
That's why I asked you how how much time passed. Well, I, I mean, think it's they did fresh. it in light of her in light of her birthday. Yeah, but but still, it's very fresh, yes, you know, yeah. and that they would still want to honor her and continue that, you know, right. even though a lot of people are, you know, in grieving, they're not so, you know, there's stages to grieving, yeah. you know, and some of the stages after, you know, shock, shock and denial would be the first one. We talked about this and some people move, move into anger, hang out there for a little while or depression, but how God honoring tells me, I mean, glorifying God and honoring her tells me that there's acceptance there. Like they moved through it pretty quickly. They're yeah. mature, maturity enough as a group that they are, are willing to honor her, not feel angry or bitter right. or negotiate. You know, there's some part of them has, has accepted it. Right. There's definitely still a lot of pain and a long sure. process to go. But I know that I think I'm free to share her sister shared with a mutual friend that she said, you know, I just didn't see it coming. I just didn't see it coming. And when I would try to push the conversations, she kind of like, why are we talking about this? And now she's like, wow, like it happened so fast. And I didn't see it. I think because Barbara was such a fighter and outlived everyone's expectations, every doctor she saw, everybody just assumed she would keep fighting and we'd get through it and continue to roll with the punches. So the ending for many people was kind of, even though it was a long process, we knew it was coming. Yeah. But I think the end for many of the family members and a lot of the friends too that weren't that close and involved, it was unexpected. It was unexpectedly expected. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, we had this conversation about suffering mm -hmm. and how suffering prepares you to let go. And it's like a kid holding on to, to a candy in their hand Mm -hmm. And they pry their hands open, that suffering pries our hands open to allow us to release somebody because we don't want to see people suffer. And yeah. one of the family members said, I don't ever want to see that kind of suffering again, and I didn't need to see it. Mm -hmm. I, on the other hand, it helped me, and I think it helped a lot of the family to say, okay, I'm going to let go because, mm -hmm. my goodness, how much can one person endure? Mm -hmm. And I've always said I've had both, I've had both kind of phone calls, right? I was with my mom um but then my grandmother took a nap mm -hmm. and i got a phone call from my grandfather hey she's gone i'm like what do you mean gone where and although the sickness is more painful because you're watching someone you love suffer i do think it prepares your heart and god uses that suffering to prepare you to release and that person as well yeah, it is a process. And you're right. Like that, I think it's a beautiful way of saying unexpectedly expected. You know, I mean, we're, that's the shock. That's that initial shock, that initial denial that what, you know, leaves you wordless, sometimes breathless, sometimes like it's a shocker, you know, because even though you're, you know, she was sick, you know, she was headed toward that. It's, t it's, it's still a shock. Just as bad as, as you getting that phone call for your grandmother yeah. that she just took a nap and went, you know, but this family has a really beautiful way of celebrating her. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. You know, and, I think of, I'm sorry, I think of these two scriptures that kind of, um, I don't want to say they, they just support each other. So the person leaving, right? So I think of Barbara 
and we talked about this in, in one of our talks when she was getting ready to let go. And it's Romans 8, 18. And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed to us. So it's that suffering knowing this is just temporary. And that's true for all of us and all suffering for believers. But then there's 1 Peter 5.10 that says, after you've suffered a little while. So maybe you can like substitute that word suffer and said mourn for a little while. The God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we weren't created to stay in this state of mourning. That's why the Bible says we don't mourn like those with no hope. But we mourn, like I say, you never get over a death of somebody, but you get through it and it should change you. And depending on how much you love them, I think is the, the limit of how much you'll change. Like, are you more compassionate? Are you kinder, recognizing not everyone's going to be here together? Are you more gentle with those that you love? Those are the things that establish and restore us. And the opposite, of course, are those that harden their heart and become bitter. And that's yeah. part of the process, too. I can have my bitter days. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have to remember that we're human and we're going to grieve in stages. And we have to remember that uh, you we are human. You're going to have a good day. You're going to have a bad day. There's going to be things that will trigger you. Um, but it's all about the growth and the process yeah. and you'll get every day is, is something new to learn, you right. know, no matter what stage you're in. Um, so with, with the closure of the funeral service and then the God honoring service for her, then, so now what's the next step? Well, let me just share this. So mm -hmm. yesterday I spoke to a friend, right? A new friend of mine. And we were talking about kids and life and, and I somehow shared about losing my mom and then Barbara and we started talking, and I found myself in tears. So I found myself in tears and I realized that whole thing of you don't get over it. You don't, you don't get over the loss of your mom. You get through it. And then you try to, I've always, when my mom first passed away, I always thought the closer I get to God, the closer I will be to her. And that was my motivating factor to seek out a deeper walk with God. Like I was already a believer. I was already, you know, walking with God, but I wanted to be close to my mom. And okay. I just felt like the closer I get to God, the closer I'll be with, with her because she's with him in heaven and he's with me here in my heart. So I think a lot of the closure moving forward, I hope if you're listening today and you've gone through loss of any kind, really, it doesn't have to be death divorce, the loss of friendships, the loss of what you thought your life would look like. I think turning to God and trusting God and seeking his sovereignty, accepting his sovereignty and seeking his mercy through the process of accepting that we don't always get things the way we want it. I think that's part of moving forward. I think also living well. Like I want to take the strengths that Barbara had and Samira, the cousin Samira that just passed away. Samira was a family person and she cooked all the time and she had a ton of grandkids and she was always around her grandkids. Like I want to take their strengths with me. I want to learn from their strengths. And I think we take that for granted when we walk on this earth with people that are healthy and fine. 
You just think, oh, I like that about them, but that's not me. And I think when you lose them, you're like, you know what? That's a quality should still exist on this earth. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like, teach me to be like that, Lord. Show me. Conform me to that. What a beautiful way to look at it, you know, that you, when your mom died, that you would get closer to her by getting closer to God, you know. Um, did it work? Did it help you? Absolutely. I remember communion became my favorite time. My pastor told me you can never get closer to Christ than in the moment of communion when you're taking in the elements and sitting with him and really trying to get your heart aligned, seeking forgiveness, seeking growth, seeking everything. So that became a very special time. And I definitely attribute my walk with God, with my mom, the loss of my mom, her faith, um, my friend Maria that was uh, that we spoke about last time. She's a good friend of mine and her faith. And um, I remember we were sitting on the floor one day. My mom was in the hospital. I was sitting on the floor in Hollywood in my mom's house with the babies on my lap. And Maria said, why don't we pray? And I had never prayed with anybody really out loud before. So I was like, well, that's weird, but okay. And we prayed and somebody, George must have called me. My husband called me and I was, he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're on the floor praying. It's very (laughs) strange. And today, like, if you ask me for prayer, I'm going to stop right then and there and pray. Like that's right now. I don't know if I'm going to remember to pray later, but I can pray for you right now. Let's do it. So yes, there's definitely... There's definitely growth. Of course, we're never attaining what we should be. Mm. But but it's that progression over perfection. Yeah, and it just sounds more like, um, and it, this is weird. I think this is a hard pill to swallow, what I'm about to say. But it, it almost sounds like this is an opportunity for you to get closer to God, but that, that God draws you close to Absolutely. him. Yes, And it's, it doesn't mean that he caused death. It doesn't right. mean that he causes bad things. It means that I think he allows these things to happen so that we can get more ma- spiritually mature. Yeah. So that we can rest in him. We can, instead of trying to be that little, that little kid that wants to fix everything, you know, or get, uh, you know, I'll do it myself, you know, um, yeah. it's to come to him more, you know. Yeah. I remember when I got first diagnosed with cancer and I was working through like, how did this happen? What do you mean? I'm only 39 years old. And I remember working it out and coming to the thing. Okay, this has passed. I don't believe God designed cancer, but it's passed through his loving hands. I believe his hands are loving and I'm his daughter and he's allowed this to pass through his loving hands to me. So Mm -hmm. I have a choice. I can say, I don't accept it. I can't accept it. And we all have been through times in our lives when we can't accept it. It doesn't help. But right. if you can say, I accept it, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I'm going to surrender that to you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep my eyes focused on you. And I remember getting a visual of a house being decorated. And I was in one side of the room and Jesus was on the other side of the room. And there's all this clutter and people in the middle. And as the process and journey through surgeries and chemo and all of that stuff got more intense, the furniture and the things in the room just started to kind of disappear until it was just him and me. And you realize what's in this room is what establishes my foundation. Like this is, this is where it is right here. 
because it's the only thing that's immovable. Christ yeah. is immovable. If we're standing on the rock, the Bible tells us the wind is going to come and blow, but my feet are on a firm foundation. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't fall or freak out or exaggerate or over, you know, that just means I know I'm standing on a firm ground. Yeah. Well, it's good that you have a realistic way of looking at it. Um, how, how now that the, or how now, uh, what do you think is the next step for you, for the family? What would you, you know, so we've got closure or do you have closure? I don't think I have, I, I thought I did. Had you asked me yesterday, I would have said yes. But then I mm -hmm. talked to the, my friend mm -hmm. and tears overflowed and I was like, okay, I'm definitely not where I thought I was because I thought it was a peaceful weekend honoring her. But just, you know, thinking about my mother-in-law and her and my grandmothers and my mom really brought me to like, wow. Like she mentioned to me, you've, you've had a lot of loss and I have, but I just never focus on that. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. focusing on that for a minute kind of, kind of took the wind out of me for a second not in a horrible way, just realizing, hmm, I do still need to continually bringing these things and my broken heart to God. And how do you process, like, somebody out there is brokenhearted and they've lost their mom or their sister or, or both and have to take care of a sick dad, you know, like, what would you say to a person like that? I think the only way, I mean, I hate to say this, I hate, to, I hate to say this. So if you're listening right now and you need to be on medication and you're taking medication, I fully support your need for medication. If I had a heart problem or I had a depression problem or I had a problem with anxiety and they gave me medication, I would take it. But at the same time, when my mom passed away, five different people from my family and my father, my husband's family, told me you need to get help, it's too much. And everybody told me you need to get on medication. Here, take this pill, take this pill. And when I went and spoke to a counselor, he was like, can you name five friends? Yes, one, two, three, four, five. Can you name two things that, what's your reason for waking up? Mm, this and this, okay. I didn't need medication, but everybody wanted me to take medication. And he told me, listen, this is what happens when you're going through a mourning process. It's not like I woke up in the morning and I was sad for no reason, mm -hmm. right? I was mourning. And he said, if you, if you take medication now, you will have to mourn at some point. You're only delaying the process. Right. So he suggested that I take walks and pray and talk to God about it, talk to friends about it and not. So what am I saying that for? I'm saying I'm never against somebody who needs medication, taking medication. But I do think in the United States, we're over medicated because we want to give everybody who's suffering medication and not everybody who's suffering is sick. Yeah. Well, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, it, it's important for you to recognize your strengths and how, you know, and it's good that you were with somebody who recognized that you had a support system, right? You had, you had a, so a social support system that you had a, um, a family support system that you had other things and other resources in place. Um, not everybody does, you know, so right. 
there's there is a place for medication it's Absolutely. not for everybody but it isn't for everybody and it shouldn't be like the go-to mm -hmm. unless you have a professional that says this is the go-to for you in this situation then you gotta you have to do that right but um yeah like i said if i needed a heart medication i wouldn't think twice about taking it oh yeah if yeah. i had depression if i was clinically depressed and i was could not get through it i mm -hmm. and i think i would take medication Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the people who are just, you're mourning just because yeah, going somebody through a, passed away. Well, you're going through a transition, exactly. you know, where you know this isn't like a um, one, it just isn't something that's come from your core. Right. You know, from your life, like that you've been dealing with all your life. Or exactly. Yeah. This is a, a moment in time and it's a very strong moment in time and it's a transition and it's, um, but there's hope at the end of the tunnel when you have God in your heart mm -hmm. you know? and sometimes God allows these things to happen because he's, he's doing like what you said, he's clearing the clutter and he's trying to get your attention. And, you know, it, it's sad because sometimes it takes something this deep, this strong, this hard in order for him to get your attention because we're so bound to other things here you know, uh, other relationships, other things. And, you know, he's trying to, to show us that, hey, there, you want some, you want a better relationship? You want something that's stronger? You want me to help? You want me to help take that weight off of you? And I mean, can you let me take that weight off of you? I, I, you know, he is a very gentle God. Yeah. And he, he never forces himself on us, but he does allow us to go through things so he can allow us to get closer to him. Um, I think it's wonderful that you were able to recognize that. Um, and everybody grieves at their own pace. The way that you get diagnosed for bereavement uh, is changing. There's a new uh, diagnostic manual that's coming out. And one of the changes is bereavement. And I just found it interesting that, um, that that that's one of the major changes they're focusing on. I mean, think about the pandemic, how many people have, have been lost and yes. on top of cancer, on top of, um, and, and the, not just loss of people, but loss of jobs, loss of our regular routine, yeah. loss of the way that the world was pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, and even, you know, that's even, that's being recognized, you know, um, and grieving is very personal. Bereavement is a, a process we all have to go through. And I think that it's just so much easier when you have the hope of God, when you have him in your heart already, and you can lean on him and share that burden, let it lean on him, yoke yourself to him. Right. And also um, it should push us to want to share the gospel and the truth about eternal life with Jesus, with God and forgiveness with others. I'm very thankful that the people that have left my side have had relationships with God, but it makes me kind of stop and look around and say, well, we're all leaving. Yeah. <laughs> we're just leaving on different dates, but nobody really knows what day it's going to be. So that person that I take for granted or that person that is by my side and I know doesn't really trust the Lord, I'm going to be a little bolder to share my faith with them because what if they're next? What if I'm next? And I face him and he said, oh, I sent you to this person, but you were too busy. I don't want to be too busy. I want to be available. You know, use me, Lord, and open the doors of the hearts of those around me that are closed off to you.
That's great because you've, you're, I think, in a, a very mature spiritual place that you can recognize what that relationship is. You know, you spend a lot of time with him. Through your grief, you spend a lot of time in, with him and, and develop a strong relationship and you can, you can hear him. A lot of people can't, you know, they're babies, baby Christians, they're, they're just getting started or, or they just don't have that clarity yet. And, and it's important that, you know, you recognize what your gifts are like you, you, and you recognize that what that call to be bold is, you know, and, and it's part of the process. It's all part of the process, which is, which is the next part of closure. You know, when something ends, when someone ends or, a relationship ends or whatever it is in your life, when there's an ending, there's always a beginning. There's something new. Right. You yeah. know, and uh, if you can go through that transition with God in your heart, oh, I, th- I just feel that it is a, a smoother transition. You and know? I think looking forward to that new beginning is staying in touch with the family members. You know, Barbara had, two awesome kids and I want to be there for them as much as I'm allowed you know I want to be there for the graduations and the weddings and you know she would always tell me check in on my kids every once in a while and I was like no I'm gonna have a relationship with them it's gonna keep going you know her sister is now taking care of two families and her parents and I want to be there to support her and help her as much as I can and I think that gives us purpose maybe in moving forward when you've lost this relationship just moving forward staying in touch with the people that meant the most to to barbara i think it's wonderful um it's wonderful that you're you're finding in your grieving and your process to connect with the family and that's a new beginning for you and it's important that as people continue to grieve and bereave and go through their process that they they try to continue to keep going and moving forward and find new goals, which is which is kind of what we're going to talk about next week. We're gonna we're gonna start twenty twenty two talking about goal setting for ourselves, right? And where are we headed? And where are we going? And yes, and how can we glorify God in in that goal setting? And I think this is the perfect ending to that new beginning, because I think if you just wake up on January first and you haven't had any loss in your life, your goals might be a little different. But I think having this chapter right before, kind of you reevaluate what really matters, what really is gonna have eternal value. And so your goals are gonna look a little deeper, a little more spiritual, a little closer to biblical goals maybe, a little closer to long lasting. Like we all wanna lose weight, we all wanna you know, read a book, but what are the goals that, that we can really look at as believers or as growing believers that will change us? Not just goals of, you know, I'm going to eat less sugar, which is one of my goals and it's an important one. But how can I go a little deeper? How can I, at the end of the year, be different than I am now? Not only physically, emotionally, mentally, but spiritually. Yeah. So where, where would we begin? We'll talk more about that next week when we'll talk about goal setting. Perfect. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia. Me too. Thank you, Lisa. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope that whoever's out there can realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. 
that, that we have to continue living our lives and in a positive way. And, and, um, and that doesn't mean that we're not grieving because I know that sometimes we have to carry both. Right. In closing, I just want to paraphrase the story of David. Okay. And David's child was sick and he prayed and mourned and he, uh, he fasted and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And then they came and told him that it was over. And he got up and he dusted himself off. And it sounds a little cold, like, okay, that's over and let's keep going. But it's, it's that decision that although I'm carrying this hurt, although I'm processing my, my mourning, although we don't get over losing somebody, we, we walk through it. There's a time to recognize that life has to go on and we can still honor the memory and cherish the person that we lost. It's not forgetting about them or leaving them behind, but it's a moment to move forward and say, now it's my turn. I've been past the baton. How can I move forward in victory? How can I move forward and honor the life of the person that I've lost? And I think that's a great story to remember because we can stay in mourning too long. Personally, I think with my mom's death, I stayed, I remember after like a year, my husband telling me, you shouldn't be crying every day. And I was like, what do you mean? What kind of heart do you have? I lost my mother. But, you know, I needed that truth to say, wow, like my kids are around. My friends are around. I have a good life. I had an awesome mom. I can still love her without crying every day. And I can even honor her by living well. Right. So would you like to close us on in prayer? Oh, yes, I would. Let's do that real quick. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for this technology, the ability to talk from the comfort and the safety of our own homes. Uh, I pray that whoever's listening would be able to, to feel and um, the Holy Spirit nudge them in the direction of, of self-care, of trying to think about some goals, um, trying to think about how they can glorify God and honor whoever it is or whatever it is that they've lost. Uh, in Jesus' name, I pray, and I'm grateful for my friendship with Lisa, and I'm I'm grateful, Lord, that you have provided us the the time, and the the health, and the ability to be able to talk to people this way. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening, friends. And remember to share this podcast. And if you're not doing it already, check the little check at the top so you can follow us and get a notification. And if you're not already following us on social media. It is faith with friends underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at faith with friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?